Welcome to another episode. My name is Jose Naharo, and today we're going to take a look at some of the cruise line companies. So let's get started. Before we begin, I also did a video similar to this, but based on the airline. So after you finish watching this video, if you guys enjoy it, definitely go check that video out. Um, also, don't forget to subscribe. I definitely post co uh, content almost on a daily basis. So I hope you guys are enjoying it. And make sure to post on the comments to let me know what you guys think. Um, just for all the information, all the information that I collect here either comes from LaceyFA.com, 10K Reports for each of, these, of the companies, or Fidelity.com. These are the three, the three main sources of my, of my information. So we're going to take a look at three different cruise lines today. We're just going to take a look at an overall base um, information of the company. So the first thing, the main thing I'm trying to take a look at is see which of these companies is going to be able to survive the most. So what I mean like that is I do believe all three of these companies will end up, I don't think any of them will end up bankrupt. Obviously, I can't tell the future, so that might not be true. But I don't see any of them actually going into bankruptcy. Um, but I want to see which one of these three has the strongest balance sheet um, to then determine which one of these three is the strongest out of them. So we're going to take a look at RCL, Royal Cruise Lines, CCL, Carnival, um, Carnival Cruise Line, and NCLH, Nor Norwegian Cruise Line, I believe, um, is the full thing. And here I have their percentage drops since their all-time highs. And this is pretty ridiculous. Um, if you guys followed my airline video, some of the airlines, um, some of them dropped about 50%, others dropped about 30%. And there you can actually see which companies had the stronger balance sheet just by the percentage drop, right? The market was kind of telling you, hey, this company dropped this little because we believe it's stronger. It has a stronger, a stronger balance sheet compared to the other ones. Here, they're all pretty much dropping around the same, same, same level, minus plus or minus five points, right? We have RCL down 64%. Um, from its all-time highs and this is ending on monday march 9th um, so 64 percent down we have um, ccl down 62 percent and we have nclh down 67 percent that's the biggest of all but we can see right there it's not that much difference um it's plus or plus or minus three from the 64 is what it seems to be um, next we want to take take a quick look here at my chart um up in, on top of me um, we're taking a look at the market cap and the trailing 12 months revenue. And I just wanted to see what the um, current price to sales ratio for this company is. Um, and they're all pretty low. We can see RCL has a 10, right now has a market cap of 10, $10.1 billion. And in the past 12 months, it made $10.9 billion of, of revenue. Um, so that gives this company a 0.92 PPS ratio. Um, then we have CCL, which has the biggest market cap at 14.7 billion, and they collected 20.8 in the past 12 months, which gives it a price to sales ratio of 0.706. Um, and then we have Norwegian Cruise Line, which has a market cap of 4.2 billion, which is the smallest of them. And usually this is one thing you see, usually the smallest of all the companies usually takes the biggest hit. And we can see that happening here, Norwegian is down six, about 67%. Um, and in the past trailing 12 months, it collected $6.4 billion of revenue, giving this price to sales ratio 0.65. Uh, 
So right here, if we take a look at just the price to sales ratio, this to us tells us that Norwegian is cheaper than Royal Cruise Line. The most expensive is RCL, the cheapest is NCLH. Now we have to see why does the market believe that this is true and do, would I agree uh, would I agree with the with this valuation? I do think the biggest issue these cruise lines are going to affect in the short term is to pay down debt and they're going to have to be able to liquidize money or have some form of liquidable cash assets to be able to pay their debt. Um, just because the slowdown of revenue happening, um, I'm pretty sure less people are 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 booking are booking cruise lines compared to the normal, right? I'm not sure we don't know yet how 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 bad it is, but I'm pretty safe to assume that it is less than the normal um, than the normal value. So we're gonna see a bit of revenue go down. So cruise lines still have bills to pay, right? And if revenue goes down, they need to find ways to be able to to be able to pay off this cash. So how would they be able to pay off this cash? The first thing is we have to see what they have in the bank. This is usually in the balance sheet. We'll be able to see what kind of assets they have, what kind of quick assets will they be able to, to get into. If they don't have any form of quick assets or not enough, there's other things that they can do. The first thing they can do is dilute shares. Um, dilute shares, if, if you guys saw my air, airline video, I did not think that any of those airlines would dilute a heavy amount of shares. But after taking a look at, at these balance sheets for the cruise lines, I think dilute shares or senior notes or loans is definitely going to be one of the, um, they are going to do one of these. Um, so dilute shares, right? You increase the amount of shares out in the public, um, which reduces the overall value of each share in some form of aspect because they collect less earnings per share. Senior notes, senior notes are, are, are just a long-term debt. If they don't get paid off, then they pay them off in, in, in some form of share. So it's another form of dilution. And then just your typical loans with interest rates, um, so these are the three ways that this company will be able, any of these companies will be able to collect money or get money to pay off their cash. Um, so now let's take a look. First, let's take a look at RCL is going to be the first one. Um, so RCL, let's take a look at how we have them. So as of December, this company has $1.5 billion of, of liquidity. Um, 243 comes from cash and cash equivalents. 1.3 billion comes from unsecured credit facilities so that's just money that they it's pretty much a credit card they have 1.3 billion dollars in credit card credit um and then they have 253 million dollars in cash or cash equivalents um their current debt unfortunately is 2.72 billion so they're still short about point about 1.2 billion dollars they're still short um even if we count their their cash cash equivalents and their revolving credit so what we're gonna most likely end up seeing is they're either gonna have to find some more form of, of credit line or again start to dilute shares. Um, so let's let's take a look at how one thing I do like, so like I said, right, you're gonna see later on. If you guys watch the airlines episode, I feel like certain airlines had strong balance sheets, like really strong balance sheets, but I don't think any of the cruise lines have a very strong balance sheet. Um, we're going to see profit margins for this year for um, Royal Cruise Lines was 17.2%. Not bad. Um, they do have better profit margins than airlines. And we can see here the maturity rates of some of their of their senior notes. They have 2.6 billion, which is part of that current debt. 
through this year. Next year, they have 843 million. On 2022, they have 2.5 billion. So I, like I said, for short term, I think this pretty much is just gonna affect 2020. So that's why I'm really only focused on current term, current debt and not long-term debt, anything after 2020. Now let's take a look at their itinerary here at Royal Cruise Lines. Um, they, they made a total revenue of about $10.4 billion in 2019 and 6.4, so over 50, about 60% of the total revenues comes from North America itineraries. And when we say North America, we include the United States, Canada, Mexico, and Caribbean. So that's a huge portion. Um, and and, uh, and cru are right, all cruise lines are probably being affected. But I do, I, 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 my gut feeling would tell me just with the way things are going that Asia Pacific and Europe cruise lines are probably taking the bigger hits opposed to North American cruise lines, right? Um, with the big fear in China, the big fear in South Korea, and the big fear in Italy. Um, so I, I would feel like those are the ones taking the biggest hit just from gut feelings right right now we haven't seen any true numbers come out um, but this is pretty much just just me um, thinking of how things are going all right so with Royal Cruise Line right I don't uh, I'm not a huge fan of their balance sheet they have one only 1.5 billion of, of liquid cash um, but they have 2.7 billion dollars of current debt but they do have a decent profit margin so now let's take a look at the next one next we're going to take a look at ccl which is carnival cruise line um carnival is the one the princesses cruise lines that we keep seeing on the news um and i do think uh this is pretty this one's getting hit a lot by the news so this company has about three billion dollars in in revolving credit and right now out of that three billion dollars it drew 200 million so it currently has 2.8 billion dollars of 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 credit revolving credit so that's pretty good let's take a look at this company's current debt this company has a current debt of 1.8 billion dollars and cash and cash equivalents of about 500 million so if we add that 500 million to that 2.8 billion of credit facility available to it this company has about 3.3 billion dollars of liquid cash so this company can actually pay off its current debt and i was actually i forget what article i was reading that um some analysts have were saying that carnival cruise line ccl had a better portion compared to the other ones and i can see why this company it's it's i still don't like um that most of the cash is coming from revolving credit right because at the end of the day that's still going to be a loan of some form but this company at least can come up with some quick cash to be able to pay off its current debt um, and we can see here maturity rates um, in 2020 they have about that 1.8 billion which is the current debt and then pretty much the rest is anything else um, next let's take a look here at how their itinerary is broken down um, in Caribbeans, they make 30%. Um, Europe without Mediterranean makes up 14%. Mediterranean makes up 13%. So Caribbean makes 30%. Alaska makes 6%. Australia and New Zealand, let's add that those are, let's say those are not affected. About 40, about 40 to 45% comes for me from, from areas that I don't think are truly impacted composed to like, like China and, and, and Europe, right? So, so it's, it's, I do think itinerary wise, North America, um, RCL has has better chance that more people are going to go to RCL than C um, CCL. Also, due to the news, right, that most most of the cruise lines are that shown on 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 lockdown are from CCL. 
Um, profit margins are also pretty good, 14.4 for this past year. Um, we can see, right, profit margins for RCL are a bit higher um, compared to CCL, but CCL does definitely have a better balance sheet than RCL. So you got to take whichever one you want. For me, in my opinion, I prefer a stronger balance sheet over, over profit margins at a time like this. Finally, the next one we're going to take a look at is NCLH, and I'm pretty sure this is Norwegian. Norwegian is the smallest out of all of them, right? It was $4.4 billion at market cap, right? Compared to the next one was, the next biggest one was RCL at 10.9. So it's, 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 it's 60% smaller than the second one, and it's about 70% smaller from the biggest cruise line ever. So sometimes being the small one is, is not that bad, especially in times like this, in my opinion. Being the smaller one means you have less ships, if you have less ships, then it means you have less expenses to worry about if you don't have any any true revenue coming in. And it also means uh, you, you have a better chance to control things. I feel like if you have less le right, less cruise ships, you're able to train everybody a lot, a lot. You're, you're able to have better training. You're able to maintain a stronger cleanliness around the cruise line ship. Um, so now let's take a look at liquidity. This company has $1.1 billion in, in liquidity. Um, $252 million come from cash and cash equivalents. $875 million come from revolving credit line. And again, this is one of the things I'm not, I'm not a fan about the cruise lines, right? Unlike I did airlines, airlines I think had a very strong balance sheet compared to cruise lines because they did not depend solely on their revolving credit. A lot of them had plenty of cash or current investments available. Um, where these companies, where these cruise ships, I feel have decent cash, very actually very minimal cash, and, and truly rely on revolving long credits. Um, so that's 1.1 billion of liquidity, and this company has current debt of 746 million. So again, this company is pretty much like CCL, that it has a decent balance sheet to be able to withstand at least one year. Um, profit margins for this company is 14.4 very similar to to CCL but I do believe um, that uh, I, I I don't I think NCLH is, is a little bit better off just because it's a smaller company um, next let's take a look at the itineraries for this company total revenue was 6.4 billion dollars 3.8 billion so over half percent over 50 of the over 50 percent of the revenue comes from North America uh, Europe makes up a huge portion and Asia Pacific make up a huge portion as well. So Europe and Asia Pacific make about about 40% of total revenue. So, so we can see that even though this is a smaller company, it does seem like the affected areas might be holding a bigger portion of the itinerary. Um, so now quick, my thoughts. Um, these are, are my thoughts real quick. Unlike airlines, right? I, I, I just did the airline video. And I do believe that airlines have a really, really strong balance sheet when compared to, to the cruise lines, especially like I think JetBlue, um, Delta, and, and Southwest all have very nice balance sheets. Um, so now independently, RCL, um, RCL, Royal Cruise Lines, most of their itineraries are in North America, which I think are good. It had the highest profit margins of them all, but at the same time, it had the worst liquidity of them all 1.5 billion dollars of liquid um, compared to 2.2 billion dollars of current debt um, next we have ccl um, this one has way better liquidity it has 2.8 billions 
plus 0.5 billion of cash, so about 3.3 billion in, in liquidable assets, um, and only $1.83 billion of current debt. Again, a huge portion of that asset comes from a credit line facility, which at the end of the day just becomes another loan. This one has good profits. Uh, I'm gonna stop repeating that. I do think all of them actually have decent profit margins. RCL though has the biggest. Um, CCL's itinerary is a little bit more diversified, um, and unfortunately, CCL are the are the uh, are the cruise lines that we keep seeing in the uh, in the news report at the moment being quarantined. All the princesses come from CCL. Next, we have NCLH. Liquidity is also good for this one, and it is one of the smallest ones. It is the smallest of them, so that's uh, why I do enjoy it the most. I do think um, the least you have, the less expenses you have. $1.1 billion of, of, of liquidity and $0.75 billion of current debt. So this company definitely has enough liquidity to pay off that current debt. Um, North America makes roughly about 55% of the itineraries, which is not, not bad. Like I mentioned, right, they all have decent profit margins. This one does. But NCLH, I think it ha has the cheapest price to sales ratio, right? I think it was 0.65. So you, you're paying 65 cents for each dollar this company makes on sales, which I don't think is bad, right? Um, the profit margins, right? The profit margins is not as high as RCL, but it does have great liquidity. And I don't see any of them standing out too much. Um, the only thing in a good way in a good way. I don't see much of them standing out um, But in a bad way, I do see RCL with that horrible horrible liquidity for me My favorite is NCLH, but unfortunately right this market just keeps beating down these cruise lines left and right every day is a 10 12% so I honestly not sure when if if I would pull the trigger anytime soon on these companies um, but it is good to note that for the future, if if once I, I, I feel like I feel comfortable investing in this, I do think NCLH would be my favorite. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Take care. Have a good night and see you next time.